everyone. Welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how's your day going so far? It's going. It's going. I've had a busy week or so, but um, how about you? How's your day going? I know you're in the process of moving, so. Yeah, I am. And it sucks. (laughs) I don't have any better words for it. Like my life is completely turned upside down right now. I think I've accomplished something when I've gotten in the shower by noon. Wow. (laughs) Okay. That was totally false. Anyway, let's be honest. If I get a shower in that day, okay. (laughs) I didn't want to be gross, but yeah, I am struggling just because I, I start in the morning and I go until night and oh my goodness. Yeah. But it's coming to an end. I have an end date coming up and that is incredible. Yes, it is. So I would, that was my next question. How many more days of this do you have until you can put this behind you? Well, until I can put the move behind me, all the small stuff has been moved over. So it's just really the furniture and finishing what's in the garage and shed. So we're getting close. I hope to have everything over there by this weekend and put in place. And then we'll just kind of do the little things that we still have. Yay. (laughs) Yay is right. Let me tell you, it's not been a fun couple of weeks, but I'm getting to talk to you now. And so that's fun for me. Yeah, I know. I always look forward to it. It's a mental break. It is. Except those days when you're completely crabby and then it's like a therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I have a lot of those, don't I? No, you really don't. Are you doing good today? Are you in a good mood, bad mood? What's going on? I'd say I'm in a pretty good mood. Not too grumpy. Okay, well, maybe we'll let you take the lead today. Okay, because you're a little bit grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not a little bit grumpy. Let's just put it as a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm a little bitey, but only with my husband because we're getting on each other's nerves as we're both trying to get what we need (sighs) to get done done. And then we're like competing for time and who whose project's more important. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. It's just overwhelm. And like I said, I I keep going back there. I don't want to go back there. Let's talk about something positive. Let's go into like life hacks. Do you think we have enough to fill the whole hour? I have a truckload of life hacks. This is, yeah, I live for life hacks. So I can offer a lot. Okay. Well, is there a certain way we want to organize life hacks or just throw out things and springboard off them? Yeah, I kind of had some of them written down and I had them organized sort of, but I don't know if I have enough information on some of them. You know what I mean? So what was the life hack in our last episode that triggered this idea to do a life hack episode? Yeah. So you were trying to say at the end of the last episode, and we ran out of time, that it's hard when you're living a life and you're already doing those life hacks to recall them. I think that's what you were trying to say. And I found that to be so true when I tried to write them all down on my list of life hacks that I do, because I do them and I don't even think they're any tricky or anything special. They're just what I do. And so I struggled with the list a little bit. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. I probably missed a lot when I was writing my list down as well for that very reason, because there are things that you just do over and over again that you forget is a life hack. 
It was boiling water. That's what we were talking about because you said you didn't ever know that if you put a lid on a boiling pot of water, it'll boil faster. (laughs) Yes, that was one of the two things. There were actually two things. The other thing we were talking about is how to efficiently pack a suitcase. So those were the two things that got us on the idea of life hacks. Right. So how is your list organized, short as it may be, since you couldn't think of them? It's totally random. It's just totally, when I thought of them, I just put them on the list. And so since we mentioned the boiling water, why don't we start there? Because there is a life hack and you probably know this life hack also. Okay. You tell me what it is. Okay. So you, if you have boiling water with no lid on it and you want to keep the water from boiling over, you put a wooden spoon across the top of it. Yes. And I was wondering if I gave you that life hack because that is like one of the best life hacks there is of all time is putting a wooden spoon on the pan so the pot won't boil over. Yeah. How did I know about that one? And it might have been you that told me and not known about getting water to boil faster. Like how (laughs) so random, but right. Well, I learned that life hack, I don't know. 10, 15 years ago from a friend of mine whose family is um, Scandinavian and his Scandinavian mother did that trick. And it was just astonishing to me. And of course, it was one of those hacks I didn't believe. It's like, you're so full of it, (laughs) but it works. If you have a wooden spoon on your pan, the water will not boil over. I wonder why that is. What do you think is in the makeup that makes that the case? I don't have a clue. (laughs) Okay. It just is. It just is. These life hacks, I don't have the answer to why they work, but they do. Okay. I'm there with you. Yeah. I'm going to say that some of my life hacks, I I will tell you if my life hacks that I have listed, I've tried or if I just got them off the internet and I have not verified them because a lot of these I have tried and I have verified that, yes, they are true. Okay. Well, should we just start in the kitchen? Any other baking life hacks that you would like to share with us? Well, this one is very important for us considering the title of our podcast, Orange Shoots Optional, because do you know that if you have a flat bottle of champagne, if you put a raisin in it, it brings back the bubbles. I did not know that, but why did I not know that? (laughs) I know, right? I mean, that is really, truly, that was a life hack that when I learned that, I was like, I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't believe that to be true, but it is true. So did you let a bottle go flat and then drop a raisin in? The next morning. Yes, I did. And the fizz, the bubbles came right back. And what I didn't do, which I should have done before we recorded, was to find out if that also works like with sparkling water. I don't know the answer to that, but it works in champagne. Okay, so I'm going to ask a totally random question because this would freak me out. What happens to the raisin that you put in there? Does it end up in somebody's glass or like that would freak me out to have a little raisin like pop into my (laughs) champagne. (laughs) I would 
never serve that champagne to anyone else. It would just be if I want to have a mimosa the morning after and I have a bottle of champagne sitting there, it's like, oh, let me just put a raisin in that champagne and get the fizz back and then make my mimosa. So I mean, even for yourself, like what if I have no idea? I've never paid attention. I've never gone so far as to pay attention to the answer to that. I don't know what happens to the raisin. I don't know if it blows up. I don't know if it sits at the bottom of the bottle. I don't know. Well, that is a good question. And maybe you can test it out and let me know. Because again, I wouldn't serve that champagne to anyone other than myself. But if that little raisin ended up in my glass, it would freak me out. (laughs) Well, good to know. (laughs) So that being said, I do have other kitchen or food-related life hacks. How about you? Can I share one about a Chardonnay? Or Yes, yes. Okay, so here's the life hack for that. A lot of people really like chilled white wine. And let's say it hasn't been in the refrigerator. So if you have frozen grapes, you can put those frozen grapes in a glass of wine and it will chill it down without diluting it with water. So some people, instead of putting ice in there, you put frozen grapes in there to keep it chilled. I'm going to one-up you on that one. Oh, of course you are. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Yeah. Great idea. But if you're like me and you have your everyday Chardonnay, so you have you have many bottles of it basically. So you can pour your glass yourself a glass every day. If you take one of those bottles and you freeze the Chardonnay, then you have Chardonnay ice cubes that you could put in your Chardonnay that's not chilled. Oh, that's a good idea. Like you pour it in an an ice cube tray. Yep. And you have a Chardonnay. And you know me, I don't like to mix my Chardonnays. If I'm drinking one brand, it doesn't matter what it is. My next glass can't be a different brand just because it ruins the taste. So I I drink the same Chardonnay, my everyday Chardonnay. So it's easy to freeze ice cubes, but use Chardonnay and it chills your wine for you without diluting it. Brilliant. I like that better than grapes because like the raisin, I wouldn't want a grape floating around in my drink. Right. And see, and I, I apologize for one-upping you, but I did think that no, was you don't. worth it. Well, I did think that one was worth it. I did think the grape's a good idea, but the frozen Chardonnay cube is a better idea. (laughs) Okay. I do like that one better also, I will say. And what is your everyday Chardonnay as of this week? I mean, I know it changes or you cycle them out. So what is it currently? Frank family. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Good choice. It had been prisoner because I ordered, they have the half bottle. I'm a member of the prisoner wine club and they have half bottles which is perfect for one person so you kind of limit yourself to a half bottle which is like two glasses of chardonnay but i ran out and then so did they (laughs) so when i went to reorder my my half bottles they were temporarily out of stock probably because it's getting close to harvest time i would imagine so but Yes, I love half bottles. And whenever I can get them, I will. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Do you have an everyday wine or you probably don't? Maybe you don't drink wine every day like I do. Well, I've more shifted to champagne. And so I guess my go-to champagne would be La Marca. It's in a really 
pretty colored bottle. I mean, the bottle's just regular, but it's got like the Tiffany blue colored label on it. And I really like La Marca. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it's Prosecco, actually. And that's usually what I have in my fridge. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of things in the refrigerator, and I would never tell this story, but Rob brought it up. So I feel okay sharing this. And I apologize if it's been shared before, but I have a quirky husband. It's a little bit quirky about some things. So here was one of his life hacks when the kids were younger. And again, I apologize if I shared it before. They would get up in the morning and all four of the boys loved cereal. Some loved Fruity Pebbles, some love Cocoa Puffs, some love Rice Krispies. We had the wide range of cereal. Okay. I never eat cereal because I don't like the taste of it, but the kids all loved it. So I would get up, make them cereal. And if there was any milk left over in that bowl, Rob would pour it into a special milk container for cereal milk to be used another day. (laughs) I love that. Such a good idea. So disgusting. I thought you would be disgusted along with me. Well, I w- I'm a little bit disgusted, except for the pastry chef who owns the bakery milk. And cereal milk is her base for everything she bakes. And I would have been disgusted by it until I discovered her bakery because cereal milk is so much better when you create something with it. Okay, but you're getting the concept here. This is used cereal. (laughs) Like the kids (laughs) ate the cereal out of it and the milk is what remained. Yep. Well, that is a little disgusting, but these are boys. (laughs) (laughs) They get germs everywhere. No, but I will tell you that I did remedy that and came up with my own life hack because I got those cereal bowls that had the straw in them so they would eat up all the cereal and then they could drink the milk with the straw. Oh, good idea. Or I would be faster than Rob and I would just dump it down the drain when <laughs> yeah, I wasn't looking. Fast. Yeah, as fast as you could. <laughs> but that is fascinating. I mean, I never heard of a bakery that used cereal milk. Well, I think maybe I just told you last time we were in Vegas, which was, of course, a long time ago. She has a bakery in the Cosmopolitan. It's called the Milk Bar. And everything in her bakery, she makes from cereal milk. Okay. Well, we may have to try that out next time we're in Vegas. Absolutely. Okay. So that's my disgusting kitchen life hack, which you didn't find so disgusting. Because, <laughs> I, yeah. Well, because I immediately, my mind immediately went to the Milk Bar Bakery. Okay. So what is um, another life hack you have from the kitchen? Okay, so if you're melting butter, to keep it from, I don't know if you've ever started to melt butter and maybe the burner gets too hot or you forget about it and it gets too brown and then you have to dump it out and start over. It's kind of like burning butter. Okay, I don't know how to boil water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so good at butter all the time, but I have melted it. So this is for anyone who melts butter. And I don't know if this works in the microwave because butter doesn't really brown in the microwave. But if you're doing it on the stove in a pan to cook with, if you put a drop of lemon juice in the pan, the butter will not overbrown or burn. That's brilliant. I know, right? <laughs> yes. I like that one. Good, good hack there. Where did you get that one? I have no idea. 
No idea whatsoever. That's just something that I've known for a long time. Ah, well, I am writing that down right now. I have another one. This one's pretty common. I learned this from my dad. So my whole life, you put salt on fruit to enhance the flavor and sugar on vegetables to enhance the flavor. Never thought of that. That's another good one. I know. And I'm a firm believer in putting salt in pretty much anything because I believe that salt enhances the flavor of everything. My dad also used to do this when we'd have oatmeal, whether it was in a restaurant or in the morning for breakfast, my dad always put salt on it. So it enhanced the flavor of the oatmeal. And interestingly, I remember this so well because my mom and dad one of their spats that they used to have is, is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? Because my dad would put sugar on a tomato and my mom would put salt on a tomato because my dad considered tomato a vegetable and my mom considered a tomato a fruit. So they used to spat about, are we eating a fruit or a vegetable? So do we put sugar or do we put salt on it? Which one tasted better? Do you recall or whoever won that spat? No one ever won it because every time we had tomatoes, my dad would put, okay, I always get it mixed up, which one was which, but one of them would put salt on it. One of them would put sugar on it, but it was just one of those things. And it's so true. I find that today, everywhere I go, if I taste something like oatmeal, and I've done this with oatmeal. If I taste something and it doesn't have salt in it, it tastes very bland. And if you just sprinkle it with salt, it changes the whole flavor of what you're eating. So this I got from Bon Appetit. You would use kosher salt for cooking, sea salt for seasoning, and table salt to put on cooked food, you know, just to enhance the flavor. That came from Bon Appetit. Gosh, I never even would have considered. I mean, I know there's different types of salt, but I just use whatever's available because I am a huge, huge salt person. And let me just say, I'm going to have to side with whatever parent wanted to put salt on tomatoes because when I eat salsa, like every bite, I like to add salt to it. I know it's horribly not good for me. It's not probably the healthiest, but it tastes so much better. Right? It does. It, it's like that with anything. And salt will make anything taste better. And it's the weirdest thing. But anyway, that's my little salt life hack, kitchen hack. Do you have any others from the kitchen? I still have a few more that I have to tell you. I am the most efficient dishwasher loader on the planet. No, just efficiency. That's all I consider it is total efficiency. After handling garlic or onions and you know your hands will smell like garlic or onion, you can rub your hands with a piece of stainless steel and the odor will go away. So do you walk over to your refrigerator and just (laughs) all over your refrigerator? Kidding, I know that's not what (laughs) I don't do that one on a regular basis because usually soap and water does a good enough job for me to get the odor out. But that again is one that came from Bon Appetit magazine but I have tried it and it does work. You know, enough soap and water will get rid of that smell. Do you know that honey never spoils? And if it crystallizes, you can just heat it up and it goes back to being honey again. I did know that one, but only because Rob recently 
researched it. Oh, well, and it's interesting because honey, actually, you and I both know that when we were in New Zealand, it's a medicinal food. I guess you would call it a food. But in New Zealand, they use their honey to treat problems, medical problems, in, a lot of times instead of antibiotics, they use their local honey. Yeah, I mentioned it because while I was cleaning out my bathroom cupboards, getting ready to move, I found all of that lotion and the medicinal things that I bought that contained honey. Right. And I've always thought that ever since we were in New Zealand, I just think that's the coolest thing ever, that honey acts as a medicinal agent. I don't know how effective it is. I don't would never recommend it without talking to your doctor first, of course. But in New Zealand, we know that that is general practice. Right. And what listeners wouldn't know is when we went on this trip to New Zealand, like a couple of weeks before we had been in meetings in Hawaii and I got attacked by a spider, a huge spider or something bit me right in the middle of my forehead. So I had this mark that discolored my skin. And, you know, of course I had the horrible nightmares and dreams that like little spiders would just like crawl out of it because it was puffy, <laughs> but it was scarring. I mean, it wouldn't go away. And then we went to Australia or New Zealand and I got some of the stuff they recommended to put on it. And it did help. I mean, it didn't fully go back to what it used to look like, but it did help, I think. It did. Yeah. And the really weird thing about that spider bite, I'll just throw this out here. When I go back to Hawaii, it swells up. That is the weirdest thing. But you've seen it. I'm I have seen it. it up. I know. I have seen it. No, I, I get it. But it, I have to agree with you, though, that it is the weirdest thing that it swells back up whenever you, you go back to Hawaii. And you know, the weird thing is now that I'm thinking about it and I'm getting way off topic, that's actually where my third eye is. It bit my third eye. <laughs> that's true. I remember that. Right front and center. So yes, good thing to know about honey too. It is. Okay. I have another one. If you have a cast iron pan, which my youngest son has embraced cooking with cast iron pans. I don't know why, but I get, I have given him a couple. And, you know, the thing with a cast iron pan is that you have to season the pan, which I don't really get that whole concept, but you season the pan and you never let water sit in a cast iron pan because it'll the cast iron will rust. So one of the ways to clean a cast iron pan after it's been seasoned is to coat it like the bottom of the pan in salt and it will clean the pan and then you're not using soap and you don't get that soapy residue and it doesn't ruin the seasoning of the cast iron pan. Wow, that's really cool. Do you put oil in it too and leave it oiled on the bottom? So you salt it and then put oil or just separate things? Just separate things, right. It's just separate. You just put salt, probably just table salt. I don't really know for sure. In the bottom of the pan, after you've used it, you let it sit and then you rinse out the salt. And then if you want to re-oil it, you can. But the salt is actually what is the cleaning agent. Okay. I know. I think that's brilliant. I do too. And you know what else I think? What? With as many life hacks as we're sharing about the kitchen, people are going to think we spend all day there. <laughs> yeah. 
for a lot of time in the kitchen. And in reality, neither one of us really spend any time in the kitchen. No, but we could. But I am going to change topics then somewhat. Okay, where are we going? Uses for vodka other than drinking it. Okay, well, this one's going to be on you because... You don't know any of this? I don't know any of this. This is going to be so much fun. And the reason, the first one I heard just recently, and I have never tried it, but it made sense. Oh, I was watching Bobby Flay and Giada in Italy. They have this little program. They did like six weeks in Italy and they created a program. And side note, I'm convinced that they have to be in a relationship because there's so much chemistry between them in this show. I love that you just mentioned that because I was sitting there going, I need to ask her if they're a couple. So we're on the same page there and tracking. Yeah. And they don't admit to being a couple, but there's so much chemistry that it's like, how can they not be a couple? <laughs> but Okay. Is there more chemistry between Giada and Bobby Flay or was there more chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, in your opinion? Well, I definitely felt like there was chemistry between Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. But, you know, I saw them in one movie. Okay. And this is more real life. Right. And this is, yeah, this is like a whole season created from the six weeks that they spent together in Italy and how they tour. And she's from Italy. So she showed him all of her stomping grounds in Italy and such chemistry there. And the more I watch the program, the more I'm convinced that they have to have been in some sort of relationship. Yes. And when it breaks in People Magazine, you heard it here first. Exactly. I'm just saying that. Okay. So let's get back to vodka though. Sorry to distract from that. Well, in Tuscany, in this little village that they went to where they were making pie crust, they put vodka you know, because pie crust is a pretty basic water shortening and flour with a, some salt, of course. If you say so, Suzanne, because yeah. I've never made a pie crust, yeah. but go ahead. <laughs> well, and I used to make all of my pie crusts from str- scratch back in the day because my grandmother had a great pie crust recipe and I love that pie crust, but I never make it anymore. But if you add vodka to the water then it takes out the toughness of a pie crust because it breaks down the gluten in the flour. So vodka, if you add a tablespoon of vodka with the water when you're making pie crust, you have the perfect pie crust. And my grandmother's recipe, interestingly enough, used vinegar instead of vodka because vinegar will do the same thing. Vinegar breaks down the gluten and So you don't get a a tough pie crust. You get a really flaky, light pie crust. Just a little bit of information there. You know, I I do have to say, just from my perspective, vodka in a pie crust sounds much better than vinegar in a pie crust. So I like that tidbit, if I ever were to make a pie. Right. And you can't really taste the vinegar. You probably can't taste the vodka either. But I imagine not. It just sounds better. Mm -hmm. So I have such a long list of things you can do with vodka that I will go through my list quickly and you can stop me if you want to add anything to this. So 
these vodka uses, some of them come from this old house, that PBS program about where they remodel a home. So vodka also will erase window streaks if you are washing your windows. You dilute vodka with water and you use a spray bottle and take a lint-free cloth and you won't have streaks on your windows. I'm going to try that one. I know that's a good one. It will also shine chrome, which is really important here. And I did try this one and it worked somewhat because we have such hard water here in Scottsdale that we get built up of soap scum on our chrome and hard water spots that don't necessarily come off real easily, even with like Windex, but vodka will get rid of hard water spots and some soap scum. Okay. You can spray it undiluted on water safe clothing and it will get rid, it deodorizes it. So if you don't have time to take it to the dry cleaner or you don't have time to wash it, but you want to wear it, spray it with vodka and let it dry and it won't stink. If you have a rusty screw, you can soak it in vodka and it'll remove the rust. I didn't know that one either. I know, right? It will preserve fresh cut flowers. So if you cut flowers in your garden, you put them in a vase, you put three drops of vodka with a teaspoon of sugar and your flowers will last longer. I'm going to try that one for sure because they always die too quick. I know. I've never tried that one. I have tried the aspirin and I've also tried a penny. And I do think the aspirin works, that it keeps your flowers fresher longer. Penny, I'm not so sure about. Okay. If you spray your weeds with vodka, it will kill weeds. It will get stains like ink and grass out of your upholstery. Now, these vodka tips come from the Thrillist. It will heal a cold sore because it will dry it out. So if you put vodka on a cold sore, it will help dry it out. And it will... Does that work with a canker sore too? Like in the mouth? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know along those lines, if you go to the grocery store and you go in the spice section of the grocery store and you buy the pickling spice alum, A-L-U-M, that, if you put that on a canker sore inside your mouth, it'll cure a canker sore. That's like one of those old folklore remedies that, you know, my great grandmother taught my grandmother, taught my mom, taught me but it works every single time. That canker sore will be gone in 12 hours if you put alum on it. Yeah, I've been plagued with those throughout my entire life. Whenever like I bite my inside of my mouth, that's what happens or I eat a lot of fruits. So yeah, when I was at your house, we tried that technique and it did work. So cool. Yeah. Okay. So this is another thing. And this one, I wish I had known last week because I was at a construction site with one of my clients because Scottsdale has been so humid with our monsoon season this year. I was attacked by mosquitoes. And the day after I was at this construction site, I probably had 200 bites on my legs and on my ankles. And they itched so bad, I could barely stand it. But if you put vodka 
on mosquito bites, it will stop the itch. Oh, I know. That's very interesting. And I'm just going to say, because one of the life hacks I wrote down had to do with mosquito bites and taking away the itch. Oh, well, tell me what that is. I needed that a week ago because I was dying from all of the itching. Yes. I have found that if you take toothpaste and put it on mosquito bites, it helps with the itch. It takes the itch away. Really? Yeah. So vodka or toothpaste. Or toothpaste. I love it. And I really, next time I get a mosquito bite and I said, I am convinced with all of the COVID going around and now these mosquito bites, I said to my husband, I'm either going to get West Nile virus or I'm going to get COVID. I mean, it's got to be because I have so many mosquito bites. So far, so good. So far, I'm healthy, but it's inevitable because West Nile virus has hit Scottsdale too because of the mosquitoes. Yeah, I hate mosquitoes. No, thank you. But back to my vodka cures. It will also heal poison ivy, which is another itchy rash that you get. It will also help with the pain of a jellyfish sting. You can either put vodka on a jellyfish sting, I guess, or urinate on it because I heard that. Wow, I, I've never heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yikes, that one really disgusts me. <laughs> Wasn't there a friend's episode where one of the friends had to pee on the other friend because it got stung by a jellyfish or a man of war or something like that? Yeah, see, I don't remember that episode, thank God. You just blocked it out of your mind. Have, that would be definitely something I would block out of my mind. So you can also treat an earache. If you put a drop of vodka in your ear, if you have an earache, it will soothe the pain of an earache. Colton, you need to be taking notes on that one because that kid has been plagued with ear infections and earaches since he was born. I know. And all it takes is one drop and it soothes the pain of an earache. I love that one. I've never tried Yeah, I that really one. like that one too. I know. And that came from the Thrillist. I've never tried that one, so I don't know if it's true. But I think that's pretty impressive. The next one I have tried, and it did help. If you gargle with vodka, it will soothe a toothache. And I have tried that one, and it did help tremendously with my toothache. This was last year when I tried that one. Okay, so that pretty much is... Oh, except for the bug repellent. It's also a natural bug repellent, which I also could have used with the mosquitoes. If I had known that, I would have sprayed my legs with vodka. <laughs> and and because I hate, um, I hate bug spray. It just, I hate the smell of it. I like the smell of vodka. <laughs> so I um, should have sprayed my legs with vodka last week. Yeah, you definitely could have done that. But if you got pulled over by the police, the car would be reeking of alcohol. And you'd be like, no, I haven't been drinking. It's just all over my body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just used to keep the mosquitoes away. Okay, so do you have any other um, hacks that you can share with us? Well, because I am prone to anxiety, when I was in school and we would be given a test, I would always flip my test over to the back and take my test from the back to the front because then I wasn't racing against other people because I was I had started at a different, not that we were ever racing, but mentally, like when I'd hear a person's page flip, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. My page should be flipping. So I just found if I 
turn the test over and started at the back and worked to the front, then I knew I was working a different direction and it helped my anxiety. Huh. That is interesting. Okay. I'm going to try that one. What else do you have? Everyone probably knows this one that if you need your phone to charge quickly, if you put it in airplane mode, it charges faster. I did not know that. I'm going to try that one. I have one. You can tell if a battery is dead if you try to bounce it. So if you drop a battery and it only bounces one and then falls, it lays flat, it's still a good battery. But if it has more than one bounce in it, it's a dead battery. Well, that sounds like a much more efficient and safer way to test a battery than I have in the past, which is putting your tongue on the little bit Okay, I have never heard of that. <laughs> but that's hilarious. I have never heard of that. Oh, this has been kind of relevant in my life lately. If you want to buy a house, be sure to make a call from that house or check your internet at the house to see that you have service. I have heard of that. And I think that one is brilliant. I also think that when you, if you're buying a house, you should flush all the toilets to make sure they don't run. Here's another one that I really like. You can use a piece of spaghetti as a match. <laughs> okay. I just saw that one when I was looking up life hacks to jog my memory. And that is brilliant. I know. And I have done this one before but it's one that I always forget. So if you have a candle in a jar and it's way down, you can't get the regular match in there. You just light the end of a piece of spaghetti and you put the spaghetti in the jar and it will stay lit. I like that one because if you don't get your matches from Why Hello, those big matches that I have, which I don't have up here in Anchorage, I was struggling with that the other day. I wish I had known that earlier. Yeah, I know. That's a really good one. Okay, well, how about if you take a roll of toilet paper and you take some scented oil and put a couple drops of scented oil on the cardboard part of the, the toilet paper roll, then as it's used, you have that smell constantly coming through the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know if that works. I just saw that on the internet somewhere today and thought I'd throw it in because I, I, I'm going to try it. I'm like, that's cool. Okay, so here's one that I have never tried, but I think it's a good one. If you have used a highlighter, like the yellow highlighter, you put lemon juice on a cotton swab and wipe over the highlighter and the yellow of the highlighter will fade. I wonder you haven't tried that one. Okay. So I do have one more life hack that I'd like to share that I have written down. You know that Rob loves to watch football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was waiting for you to respond, but he likes to watch football. And a lot of times we will go out on a Saturday or Sunday to watch a game. And if we happen to be somewhere that doesn't have many TVs and he wants to watch more than one game, how do you handle that? You watch, you know, the TV that's on, and then you take a pair of sunglasses or glasses, you fold them up, put them I don't know how to explain them. Put them so the prongs are up and then you can set your cell phone inside those glasses and it'll hold your phone in place. Oh, Does that make sense? Yes, I've, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good one too or a really good way to keep your, your phone up if you're watching something, even on an airplane. Let's say 
you're watching Netflix on the airplane, just and you don't want to hold it the whole time, turn your glasses upside down and do it that way. So that's a really good one. Okay, so while we're on the topic of phone, I just have these aren't really life hacks, but little tips that you should be using your phone for. You better be taking a picture of that vaccination card that you have in case you lose it or in case the original gets wet or have a picture of it on your phone. I do have that one. Yeah. I'm winning. I got that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like that that vaccination card is gold and I think it's going to become more and more valuable as time goes on. So you better have a copy of it. You better have it on your phone. You better have the original in a safe somewhere. I don't know. It's just... And you can use it, use your phone to take pictures of business cards. So like me, you don't have a drawer full of business cards and then you can on your phone categorize them. So if you need a handyman, you go to handyman and business cards come up for handyman. I like that one. I haven't tried that one. Yeah. And then this one I started doing after I got hopelessly lost at the airport, Sky Harbor Airport parking garage, because it's the most confusing, most convoluted garage, parking garage you'll ever go into. And I got off a flight once, couldn't remember where I parked my car. I think I probably walked, I don't know, six levels, the entire level looking for my car until security finally picked me up and drove me in their parking garage to find my car. And the guy kindly said to me, next time, take a picture of the level and the section you're on and take a picture of the spot you're in. So when you get back, you can go straight to your car from your photo. And I do that. Yeah, I do that now everywhere I go. I take a picture, some sort of photo so that I can remember where I was um, so I can get back to where I started. Yeah. And there are days where I shouldn't even do that just running into the grocery store because I swear I come out, I'm like, okay, where did I park? But usually on an everyday thing, I don't, but at the airport or um, if it's going to be difficult recall a hotel or something, I definitely do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to do it because if I'm distracted, like if I'm talking on my phone, when I go into a shopping center or I am headed into the airport and I I not only will I forget to take the picture, I will forget where I was if I'm distracted. So I always make a point of pausing and taking that photo so I can find my car again, because that was one of the most embarrassing times of my life when I swear I thought I was losing my mind because I could not find my car. Or more likely it's been towed because you parked illegally and then you think somebody has maybe stolen your car or Pretty all these scenarios start going through your mind. So any other life hacks with the phone or anything else you'd like to share there? Um, no, I think I'm I'm about life hacked out. I'll probably at the end of this think, ah, I should have brought that one up. That's a good one. But how about you? Do you have any more to share? Not that I can think of right now. But again, for me, it was really hard because you know, you integrate them into your everyday way of life and they don't feel like hacks anymore, but they could really save somebody else some time. So I'll have to start making a list, like moving forward in that phone of mine, I should use the notes and make a list of things as they come up in case I ever want to share them. 
Okay, with all that shared, I guess this is a good place to wrap it up and tell you, thank you, Suzanne, for being the best distraction there is during this chaotic time in my life. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Again, Yada, Suzanne, you, you're so good at doing that in these podcasts. Well, it's always a pleasure to do a podcast with you. So on that note. Okay, well, there's that yay for Michelle. <laughs> Yeah. Yay for Michelle. Yay for Suzanne. Okay. Well, I guess with that, I'll just say cheers. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Orange Juice Optional. What many of you wouldn't know is that this podcast has been a shared vision of ours for many years. And knowing what we know now, I can't believe we've waited so long to make our vision a reality. Right? I really think the hesitation on our part came from all the unknowns of podcasting, the biggest unknown being the toughest one. Where do we begin? That's when we found Podigy and Riley. And you know, if we had Godsend music, I'd cue it right now. Riley is a know-everything-about-podcasting kind of guy, and the best part for us was that he was so nice and down-to-earth about everything. And by everything, I mean he answered so many questions, he gave so much reassurance, and he offered advice on things we hadn't even considered. Initially, Podigy helped us choose our recording equipment, find our music, create our artwork, and set up our templates for recording. And seriously, how many Zoom calls did setting up the templates take? Probably too many to count, because we are technology challenged. But the best part of each one of those calls was the reassuring voice on the other end. I love that about Podigy. Now that our podcast setup is complete and things are running a bit smoother, knock on wood, Podigy is going to edit each upcoming episode, do our show notes, and get our show out there for the listeners. Their help takes so much off our plate that all we really need to worry about is our friendship, next week's topic, and if it's an orange juice needed kind of day. So if you're interested in podcasting, please don't let the unknown stop you. Please check out Riley at podigy.co. That's P-O-D. I-G-Y dot C-O. They have packages available based on each show's individual needs. Thanks again, Podigy. Our next toast is for you. Cheers. Cheers.